Welcome to Fit Facts Online Cut the Poll. Our tagline speaks for itself. Your roadmap to facts versus poll. We think about it often and shake our heads. Now is the time to grab the bull by its horns. Let's do this together. Our pulpit meter is ready to go. We are back with Dr. Daniel Altschuler of Santa Monica, California. We uh, got you all excited by talking about runner's dilemma and all kinds of fun facts when it comes to bullshit versus facts. And now we're going to talk about the most important part, which is running shoes. Welcome, Doc. Thanks for making your time again. Thanks for having me back, Harry. You know, um, do they help their injuries? Do they cause their injuries? What running shoes should I get? When does it wear out? When do I need new shoes? Should I wear the flat ones? Should I wear the high ones? It just goes on and on, and everyone's confused. Who is asking those questions you just told me? They're the consumer, the people but, trying to uh, figure out what to get, or the the store selling the product. No, not the stores selling the product. Right, so the stores selling the product are learning from the manufacturers and they're just throwing out what the manufacturers Okay, are let me ask you a question. Where does the manufacturer uh, manufacturer learn uh, the information of what uh, shoe works best for? Just, uh, I'm I curious. Don't I don't know where they where they get it. I think it's uh, interesting. So, But there's uh, also manufacturers who spend more time and money on running shoes than some others. They are bigger in other fields they're already so you know uh profitable in uh clothing and uh, all kinds of other sports and there are certain manufacturers who specialize in running shoes i think they have maybe a little bit more of a potential to feed the runner something that's more potent towards uh, running than some uh the bigger ones well what i found over the years is <clears throat> that the smaller companies the, the people that are running the smaller companies, they get some ideas and they go out on their own and they make these shoes and they're really good. And they start building them. And as soon as they start getting any national um, you know, um, acclamation or whatever the word you want to use, a bigger company comes and buys them out. Then all of a sudden it just becomes profit and all of a sudden the shoes start to go downhill. How many people you think out there buy your shoes based on looks? Uh, the majority. Look at but that's freaky. That yeah, is but, freaky. But you find a shoe that you like, and you know that. People find a shoe, and they love the shoe, and then they come back next year, and they say, but they changed it. I can't get it anymore. You know? And the new shoe, the same shoe, but a different number, is slightly different, and it doesn't work for me. Well, the shoe companies are, are doing that because they know. I can hear your chair, Doc. Oh, you can hear my chair. Well, that's my bones, kiddo. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the... um. The shoe companies are doing that because they know that once I buy a shoe, when it's time to buy another shoe, I want to go buy something different. And if, if I don't change the shoe, if I'm the shoe manufacturer and I don't change the shoe, then I'm going to buy a different brand. So to keep them buying the same brands, they're constantly changing the shoes and, and it ain't working for the runners. It's not gotcha. working for the runners. But let's get back to the shoes. No shoe is going to fix that what I'm trying to uh, explain here. I know that. If it does, it's by accident. Yeah, so no shoe, exactly. So no shoe really fixes biomechanical imbalances. What do you think about that? A shoe can fix a biomechanical a imbalance shoe, okay. if you know what your biomechanical imbalance is and you find a shoe that can deal with that. So how about, some of, how about some of the, uh, the, the stuff I've seen at uh, runner's magazines? Uh, 
<laughs> I've just mentioned the name. I didn't want to do that. Uh, anyway, I got no, that. And I was going to ask magazine. you because we have the doc here. So everybody out there, listen. Number one, barefoot. Barefoot running, forefoot running. It's actually a fact. Barefoot shoes are perfect for a natural running style. I've seen that and I copied it from a magazine. The question is, what's a natural running style? Okay. You see, you see, the problem is, and you know this as well as I do, no two bodies are built alike. Right. And what's a normal, ideal running style for you may not be a normal, ideal running style for someone else. And so you need to find a shoe that doesn't alter your running style. If so you, we need to find a shoe that complements your that, running right, style. Right, because if it alters okay. your running style, it's going to create it's probably going to create some form of injury. Okay, now I'm uh, thinking about some of uh, our audience out there. There's some people that don't really... I've seen a lot of people come to me and say, I don't know what my running style is. I think I mm -hmm. run uh, with my forefoot or whatever. Maybe I'm a heel striker. I don't even know. Right. So uh, it's hard to uh, go into the store saying, uh, I need that shoe because that's my style. Right. A lot of people don't know. You can't do that. Okay. But a good store will let you put on the shoes and go run on the street. Okay. See what it feels like. And if you've put on three or four pairs of shoes and one feels like I feel more natural when I run, it's probably good work point. For so um, I like it. I want to stop you right there because that's something important. It's better for them. You just say running on the street, right? right. It's better for them to take you outside, run, have you run on the street instead of watching you on the treadmill, correct? That's right. Treadmill running is not yeah. running. So uh, listen uh, out there, all you numbnuts is uh, running yourself silly on the treadmill. That's actually a fact. And I agree 100% with that. Not only uh, is it unnatural, but also it artificially gives you hip extension because you have a belt moving. Completely different. I've seen many people running 45 minutes on a treadmill and feel like I run at 6.30 and then they go outside, run for 15 minutes and they're like done because it's different, very well, different. When you're running on a treadmill, you're you're not moving forward you're just yeah. kind of jumping up and the ground's going underneath you and you're jumping down so you're really running on your forefoot so we take him outside somebody uh from the running store there's some people out there that know what the hell they're doing right they know what to look for right. and they're gonna watch you run and then you come back and uh even if they think it's the right shoe but a second or third time you go out there running you really figure out if it's the right shoe or not correct it's not what they're looking at it's what you're feeling it's what you're feeling okay so the barefoot shoes are perfect for a natural running style. That, that's bullshit because it, it really depends. Right. That's uh, such a... Well, it depends on your yeah. definition of natural. Something right up your alley. Orthopedic insoles help you run pain-free. I'm telling you, this is from... I, I get it. Yeah, how great is that? How great is that? Well, it's, it, well Is that bullshit? You, as a general rule, it is. If you, If... If you're in pain and you need some type of orthopedic device to control whatever's causing the pain, then it's not true. I mean, then it is true. It will get you out of pain. But yeah, but it's got to be specific for your problem. But bottom line is in order to, well, exactly. But they need to see somebody like you first. Otherwise, why would you even be messing around with orthopedic but, insoles anyway? But you see, way back when this running thing started in the 70s, the running boom started in the 70s the shoe companies picked up on two things one was preventing pronation or preventing collapsing of the arch and the other one was shock absorption and preventing 
the arch going into pronation over the years it's kind of shown that it's not really been stopping injuries it's not doing anything and i don't want to make you uncomfortable either we're not going to call any names i promised you that right it's although fine. i really want to you know certain shoes number three the only different that's actually a big one that's huge what is i have that number three? that's when i saw that and i thought i always wanted to know that the difference between women's shoes and men's shoes what it says here the only difference between men's and women's running shoes are the design and the color that's wrong yeah now probably some shoes that's correct some companies that's probably correct but but a woman's shoe usually has a narrower last in the back right. last is the shape of the shoe you know because their heel is usually narrower and their forefoot's usually a little wider because of the shape of their big toe joint um and sometimes they're a little bit longer but I find that a lot of women prefer running in men's shoes. Really? Yeah. How come? Because they feel better. They don't squeeze them as much. But, All right, that's a you first. Know, you know, again, comfort comfort is really important when you put on a shoe. That's probably the most important thing. Yeah, I think the so. Because if you're not comfortable from the beginning, how can you be comfortable running after running 20 miles? That's right. Yeah. Okay, I get that. That's interesting. How many... Women have you worked with or treated? They actually ran with uh, well, men's shoes. More, I think there's right now there's more women runners than men's men runners, and I would say at least a third of them wear men's shoes. Wow, that's great. See, this is information everybody needs to hear. Now we're talking, and, and, and it's so bad because so many women will will try a shoe and they don't like the shoe, and so I don't like the way the shoe feels. And then you might suggest to them, well, try the men's version, and all of a sudden they love the shoe. I, I tried doing a clinic on Thursday nights at a specific shoe store, and this went on for a year. And What's every the name? Thursday night, what? What's the name? I can't say. I can tell you the I'm name. Kidding. The store is closed, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and the, I, the whole idea of this clinic was for people to come in that weren't buying shoes, and I would you know, look at them and and write down different features they needed in a shoe and we would keep it on record at the shoe store. And then when they needed shoes, they could go into the shoe store and they could pull out the card and the salesperson would have some information as to what this person needed in a shoe. No hmm. response. I yes. tried it for almost yes. a year and no one bothered to even come by. I, you know, I get one or two a night maybe. I so it didn't it. work. People aren't caring about that. Fact or bullshit? Light shoes are faster. Faster than what? You mean you can run light faster than shoes light shoes? make you faster how about that let me rephrase that no i think that's bullshit on your you feel like you're like almost prancing you're mm -hmm. just going for it but it's not really making you faster no it's not you have to train to go faster you can't get magic shoes to make you go faster so since we're gonna have this uh a two-part kind of thing you're good engineer is good we uh, i wanna because this is so important you know the the difference of the running style i think we really need to spend a little bit more time here because anybody who listened to us some of the uh, the facts we talked about forefoot running midfoot heel striking you had some interesting uh, uh stories about from the 70s mm -hmm. more and more people were still heel striking right absolutely what do you think turned in the last 40 years to the point where a whole bunch of people running around said there's only one way to run that's on your forefoot. Well, I think it was started by somebody who wanted to sell forefoot running shoes. I mean, 
I mean, if you read, if you read it, it, it really starts from a book I think that was called Barefoot Running. I have and that it, one, yeah. And it caught on. It caught on, and a lot of people started thinking, well, these natives, you know, I, you know, these natives, these these people are running barefoot and they're running all this distance and they're doing great and that's the natural way to run I used to tell people if the natural way to run is barefoot then the natural way to get to New York is to walk there and not get on a plane but the last time I checked the natives haven't been sitting here on the computer for eight hours a day either no 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 no. the reason why they can run so well barefoot is because they have a very active lifestyle and they are prepared to run when they run yeah you know their bodies are are fit for running that's the kind of stuff we need to have on tape yeah, See well, what you just true. said, because it's true, right? That's very true. How are you going to fight that? And it's it's what is. So I, mean, I, I personally like bare, not barefoot running, but toe running, myself. I think it's more comfortable for me. But right. I don't tell other people to run that way because that's the way I run. You know, it's just what feels the best for me. I think uh, sometimes you can mix it up depending on how you feel. Yeah. I've caught myself sometimes running on my forefoot and then I change back to midfoot. Sometimes just, especially if you go downhill, everything changes and you can mix it up. You don't have to just be like a robot. That's how you run. That's the shoe. Boom, boom, boom. Just uh, try to be smart with yourself. Figure out what works best for you. And whatever Johnny next to you says, you know, that doesn't have to be true. Just because it works for him, that's, that doesn't make sense at all. So that's what we're trying to get across here. What's your favorite uh, um, running form, though, when it comes to the three midfoot? Uh, what's your, as a foot doctor, what's the most natural you think when it comes to the foot? Because I need to hear that from you. You explained that to me, the way the foot rolls, you know, with the timing and everything. Well, I think the most natural. The most natural way is a, that's a, I don't like that word, but I think most people run heel to toe. Okay. And I think that's probably the most. Why don't you like the word na- natural? Pardon? Why don't you like it natural? Why don't I like to say that's the natural way to run? Because I because until we developed a shoe, you, it was really hard to run heel to toe. Right. Okay. So a natural way to run was probably midfoot and toes because you couldn't. But, okay. but got because it now. we're humans. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, we're smart enough. We invented a tool and the tool was something to absorb the heel cushion when we come down. You know? And so then we could switch to heel to toe. But I think mechanically, if you think of the body as a machine, the machine works better heel to toe. But if you start using your center of gravity, and I know you don't want to get off on this stuff, if you start using your center of gravity to pull you forward, then being up on your forefoot will make you run with less energy expended and so it's more efficient. Now, I don't know if that if you want to go there or we want to just fall, forget about that one. No, I I was so uh, that's, listening. That's, that's uh, why. I was listening at the same time I was uh, biting it to say I don't want to respond yeah, <laughs> because know, it I, takes us in a different... I, I don't. I know. I that's get it for, too. That's for another time. Ask me back sometime and I'll, oh, we'll go there. Yeah, so... Uh, the, it does affect the shoe does affect the shoe now without mentioning names uh, there are certain uh, uh, running shoes out there that promote promote or yeah midfoot running mm-hmm. anybody running in them probably knows exactly which one I'm talking about and it doesn't really allow you to run any other way because Correct. the way the shoe is designed right Correct. so this particular shoe is designed to promote forefoot running uh, sorry midfoot, midfoot running. running only right and you know that when you buy the shoe 
Is it true that uh, every time you run, let's say five, six miles and up, that your foot starts swelling a little bit to the point that's where you need enough space for your toes? You get them a little bit bigger always, not too small? Well, that's yes. Unless you're running late in the day, your foot's already swollen from walking around all day. But so yeah, that makes a difference? You need to buy your shoes later in the day after your feet have swollen. Or Why didn't you tell run. me that? That's a huge part here. So well, every... well, now you're talking about how how do you fit a shoe? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like the way Does that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you just, you saved that one though. <laughs> that's no, a good one. You understand me, that's all. But okay, no, that's, I miss it. But it makes sense. So yeah. uh, that's very important for anybody to understand when you go right for buying new shoes if uh, the salesperson doesn't really understand that it at least you know already the salesperson as a, doesn't care doesn't care they don't say oh don't come back in the afternoon when your feet are swollen so is it say, is uh, you saying that uh, uh, it's up to the consumer or to the customer to uh, if the salesperson doesn't care for you to say listen I mean, aren't we you trying know, to? You know, I can aren't we trying some, to motivate? I can name some stores where I feel you could go in there and they right. would be really honest and they would help you. And I could feel, name a lot of stores where they wouldn't. Okay, we are, we it agree. We're trying to. The biggest problem, though. We are trying to motivate people to take responsibility right. for yourself and just ask the questions. Right. And uh, it's but up to you sometimes, right? See, to, yes, but see, the biggest problem that you haven't touched on at all is that most people, I believe, are buying their shoes through the internet and there's not even a salesperson there. They're just looking at a picture and they're reading a few things and that's what they're buying from. Do you think most people buy their shoes on the internet because they went to a running store, tried them, and then actually go online and buy them because it's cheaper? That's a fact. I think some people do, but most people buy them online because they have a better selection. Running stores don't have as nearly the selection that you can buy online. You see an ad in the paper. You see an ad in a magazine about a shoe. And you decide you want that shoe. You go into the running store. They chances are they don't have it, unless it's a real popular shoe. Yeah, you know, I, th I think they, they, a lot of people go into the running store just to put on a shoe to get the size, and then they start buying. But yeah, I think a lot of it is because it's cheaper too. If I ask any millennial right now, they would one hundred percent agree that. Uh, Probably eighty percent of them are going to buy the shoes online, right. but do try the shoes in running stores. Right, that's the frustration. If I would have a running store, that would just really piss me off, because yeah. it's like, what the hell? Well, that's happening. You know? to all but the that's stores, how it happens. So I get it. I've done it myself. Yeah, about uh, two shoes online, but I I'm, I needed to make sure that's the shoe I want, but so I walked around with it. Why did you buy them online? Because it was cheaper. Okay, that's yeah. a good reason. Yeah, because online. I'm not going to mention names where you can buy those shoes, but uh, as a running store, you have to make money. I mean, you pay rent and you have to pay your employees. So I understand there's a markup and it's hard to compete. So uh, it's it's sad. I know, but at no. the same time, it's reality and no. that's what it is. I bought shoes online. Yeah, they could be all them, guilty. But I bought them online not because they were cheaper, because I couldn't get them anywhere else. The stores didn't carry them. They were specialty items. So what do you think is the, the problem of people buying shoes online but not really knowing what they're getting until they get it in the mail and put them on and say, okay, that's not really what I need. Whatever. Well, they need to buy them from a place that'll take them back. That's all <laughs> yeah. I can say. 
because they're not trying them and so many people come in with shoes that don't work and are causing a problem because they don't even get a chance to touch them before they buy them. Here's what I think that everybody should uh, find your favorite running store, go try the shoes and if you can, you know, uh, buy the shoes right from the running store. Support them. I still think totally we, sh agree. we should have it around. If we you lose know? the running stores, there'll be no place for you to try on shoes. Yeah, exactly. And I think they're doing a great job making all the shoes available and they let you try them on. So if it's only for like five or ten bucks, just go with it. You know, that's the way I see it. I agree. Yeah. So uh, let's give a shout out for that. The I it is one small cottage industry that the shoe store that needs to stay in existence. Yeah, there we you know, go. You don't need to go into a store to buy a light bulb because you know what a light bulb is, but a shoe is different. A lot of good information. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, so. It's It makes it's sense. The it's the future. You know, they, they know that what they've done for the last 30 years hasn't really worked, and so now they're trying something new. My job is here really as a host to uh, make sure that we have uh, the, the difference sometimes between the facts and something that we can call the bullshit on. And I think we did a great job throughout that whole hour we did. We're going to cut that into three episodes because I think it's all really good information. And there's always a way to come back because we probably could talk for the next two, three hours. But... Uh, it's a fat chance to getting a hold of you in the next couple oh, of weeks. Oh. It's not that easy with you. You're a busy man. 45 years been doing this, right? One more time. That's um, a long time. Yeah. I'm only 20 years old, though. Yeah. And uh, you've seen it all, the changes, right? Yeah. Uh, people are sitting a lot more nowadays than they used to 40 years ago when the computers weren't around. That it's, makes a difference, it's, right? It's different. People yeah. are running for different reasons now. And most people that are running are also doing other sports. Back in the 70s and 80s, they were just doing one sport. I think about 84, 85, somewhere around then, all of a sudden, people started cross-training. Yeah, cross-training and all kinds of other stuff, from right. uh, Pilates to yoga to this and uh, bar right. classes and you name it. Everything is around. I, I, I like it. It's a great mix. Me too. You know, with running and everything. And Sometimes it, it pays to spend a little bit of money, see the professional, and get the right uh, information you need and the right idea and get the help. And you don't ask the questions. That's it. That's all I have to say. Thanks, Doc. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fit Facts. And remember, if it doesn't make sense, ask questions.